Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter in studio today with Eli McCann. Hey, Eli. Hey, Meg Walter. Sadly, we are missing Nick again today, but he will be joining us next week when we talk about succession, a discussion we can't wait for. Yes. Until then, Eli, what have you been watching? So apart from succession, which I'll save all of my comments on. Please do. I have, I have a couple of friends who about every three or four months we get together for 80s movie night. Oh, fun. And we do it back on my patio and we have a projector and everything. And we try and find the hokiest teen 80 hit movies, sure. 80s hit movies. And so we've done Teen Witch, which was classic. That was one of the most entertaining films I've ever watched in my entire life. I made Steven watch Teen Witch with me. Uh huh. And he was happy that I did. Yeah. Teen Witch is like, they had to have been trying to make it bad. It's so bad that it's like, this could not have happened unintentionally. And it's confusing because it thought it was a musical and then gave up on being a musical. And it only kind of a musical because no one's ever actually singing in it. Isn't there a locker room scene? There's a locker room scene. Where these boys. girls, I like boys, I is like the song. Boys. And they just like dance around and like kind of at the beginning of the song, they're like lip syncing it. But by the end, they stop trying and it just turns into a dance <laughs> while it's like, I like boys. And it's it involves none of the named characters. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the plot. It is completely irrelevant to the movie. And it just sort of happens and then it's over and then it's never revisited. Right. And then there's the top that scene, which Infamous. is like the, yeah, the most famous scene from the movie. And. Anyway, that film is phenomenal. But so this last weekend, we got together and we watched a movie I had not seen in like 20 years. Don't tell mom the babysitter's that. Oh, you know, I've only seen the first 15 minutes and I remember it was weird. Oh, it's yeah. It's actually, I think, 1990. So it's not technically okay. an 80s movie, but it's Christina Applegate. And the plot of the movie is that there are these four kids who are kind of brats and they live in this big house with this single mom. And the single mom decides to go away with her boyfriend for the summer. And she for hired, the summer? For the summer. <laughs> they go to Australia. She's the most irresponsible mom. And she goes away for the summer and she hires this really, really crazy, mean old lady to babysit them. But within a day, that old lady dies. And they're like, well... If we tell mom, she's just going to come back and they, we don't want mom to come back because we want our freedom for the summer. Okay. So they just drop her body off at the morgue with a note on her that just says, nice old lady died or whatever. <laughs> and then Christina Applegate forges a resume and goes and gets a job at some big fashion. It's like Devil Wears Prada. Okay. And um, How old big, is she? She's a senior, going into her senior year of high school. Oh, okay. And she goes and gets this job, but she makes them all think she's 26 and she has all this experience in the fashion industry. And she ends up working with this lady who is like a cartoon character, like just this weird. And then she does really well on the job and the kids start pitching in and they turn into a family and eventually she has to host some big event at the house for the fashion industry and that's when the mom comes home and sees that the house has been cleaned up and whatever anyway i remember this movie as a kid and i remember that this film seemed like a really good cohesive plot <laughs> sure and does this happen with you if you ever revisit movies from your childhood and you're like this doesn't make any yeah. sense no, but yeah. it made sense to me when i was a kid like i saw it as a kid and i was like oh yeah that could totally happen yeah. but they jump through the plot so fast that it's like we were laughing. So she forges this resume and she's like, I'm going to go um, apply at this huge, I don't even know what it is, some huge firm, fashion firm, whatever. And she goes up to the top floor and she hands her resume to somebody 
or she's like waiting to be interviewed and the CEO woman comes out and picks up the resume and looks at it and she's you applied for the receptionist job? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, no, come be my administrative executive assistant. And she like grabs her arm and pulls it her in. happens all like, the time. That's it. Like yeah. they, they didn't even do an interview. And so like that. And then the other really funny thing was I remember as a kid, my favorite part of the movie was their house is really run down. Mm-hmm. But when they decide that they're going to host this big fashion event, all the kids are like, we need to clean up the house. So they do what in real life would be at least half a million dollars of update renovations (laughs) on this house. And it's like comical. Their yard is just dirt with weeds in it. Uh And the boy, the son, goes out there with the lawnmower and starts mowing it. And when he's done, it's like the most gorgeous lawn, Uh (laughs) like green, sprawling, like golf course. Probably like a different location for the house. Yeah, absolutely. So. I've been talking about this for a very long time, but I will just say I strongly recommend everyone go back and revisit Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Do you feel like filmmakers in like late 80s, early 90s were just pandering to preteens and teens? Well, they probably still are, right? I don't know. I feel like in every 80s movie or like early 90s, the parents are such idiots. Oh, yeah. Like every John Hughes movie, it's like the parents <laughs> are completely incompetent. Are there equivalent movies today being made? I don't know. Because there really were, the 80s and and into early 90s, there was just this group of films, like Dirty Dancing kind of films, like this film and like uh, 16 Candles. Just all of those movies were just this very specific particular genre that appealed to older teenage girls and then kind of people on the outskirts of that. I feel like... The most recent one I can think of is Easy A, and her parents in that are, like, pretty great. No, yeah, her parents are really smart and witty in that. Yeah. So I wonder if we've changed direction in that regard. And Easy A is not a recent movie either. No, but I can't think of any since then. Easy A is closer to Don't Tell the Mom the Babysitter's Dead than it is to us today. Because wasn't it, like, 2004 or something? No, it was after 2010. Oh, was I it? think it was probably 2010, 2011. Where does the time go? Uh, who knows? And maybe it's just that I'm not tuned in because I don't know what the kids are watching. Yeah, now. that could be true. Yeah. I'm sure Disney Channel has a whole bunch of mm. kid-focused programming. Last week, you and I talked about 13 Reasons. Yeah. And the par- all of the adults and parents in that show are stupid in That's the true. way That's true. Th- they were in those 80s films. And I guess the mom on Insatiable was pretty dumb. Oh, my gosh. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe like... These things that we're criticizing and mocking and saying are terrible are actually just like exactly like the crap we grew up watching that we thought was fine. I don't want to think about that. That has like deep psychological implications I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> what have you been watching? Uh, we've just been watching Seinfeld, honestly. Oh. We just watch a couple episodes every night. Also, Paw Patrol is what I've been mm. watching, honestly. But I don't know what Paw Patrol is. Oh, well, let me tell you. There's yes. a little boy who lives in a cartoon town, and he has a police force of dogs. Oh. And they solve problems. Most include the mayor, who seems to have a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're always saving the mayor from a mayor of another town who looks like the Monopoly man. <laughs> what, what, what is your favorite show that your kids watch? Like yours, the most entertaining to you. Sarah and Duck. Why is that good? It's this British show. Mm -hmm. It's really charming. This little girl who doesn't really seem to have parents, but she has a pet duck. And she's friends with a lady who knits scarves. 
and her bag talks. It's a, the only inanimate object on the show that talks, but he's like a really sarcastic bag that's always like making fun of the old lady. Mm. And they just have like all these adventures. Okay. And it's really whimsical and kind of weird and like very calming. Okay. So I love it when Sarah and Duck is on. Okay. Super don't like most of what Netflix has. It's like just really high energy, loud, uh. obnoxious theme songs, obnoxious colors. But mom's got to take a shower. So. Okay. <laughs> so we turn that on. Yeah, I've been watching Seinfeld and I've been watching Bachelor in Paradise, which is our reason for gathering here today. I never thought in my life a reason for me gathering anywhere would be Bachelor in Paradise. Aren't you just so pleased with the direction your life has taken? I never thought that I would even watch an episode of Bachelor in my life. Mm. But until I'll, you met Meg. Until I met Meg. And in the last, how long have I known you? Three years? Sure. Four years? Three years. Three years. In the last three years, a lot of my life has revolved around Bachelor. I'm going to say something. Okay. Bachelor in Paradise is the best show on TV. <laughs> I can't with you. And I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Meg. Bachelor in Paradise is on two nights a week. It should be on every night no. of the week. Yes. It's everything I want from a television show. I can't do I, this I with only you. need to like sort of pay attention. And I still know like fully what's going on. They take the wackiest characters from the Bachelor franchise and put them on a beach and just film them. <laughs> All the shenanigans ensue. It's the drama you want without any attachment to anyone involved because they're all like not great people shallow mm -hmm. vapid so like when their hearts are broken you're like well i mean <laughs> you're gonna be fine <laughs> okay it, give me some background here i've never seen this show ever okay it's, it's i have complicated i have seen exactly two episodes of the bachelor i think i saw an episode of the bachelor and an episode of the bachelorette because i recapped them for you yes. on the internet a couple yes. of years ago so tell me this, is Bachelor in Paradise, does it have any kind of rules? Is it a competition? Yes. Okay. It's very interesting. The rules are interesting. All right. So let's talk about The Bachelor of the Bachelor real quick, right? Also, and I'll say those shows did not seem to have rules to me, but they, they seem to pretend that they had rules. So the rules of like The Bachelor of Bachelor are very basic. Bunch of guys are dating one girl, or a bunch of girls are dating one guy, and slowly he weeds them out, right? Slowly he's every week he's sending more girls home or more she's and Sometimes more it's home. one and sometimes it's like yeah. four. Yeah, in the beginning he's knocking out like five at a time. By okay. the end it's one at a time as the drama grows, you get attached until there's only one remaining and then they get engaged and then three months later they break up. The relationships, like, never really work. They because, never do? Because, I mean, I think there's been, like, a couple success stories. Okay. Uh, you don't spend any time with these people, right? And right. the time you're spending with these people is filmed, and it's, like, you're skiing on the Alps. Like, they're very unrealistic dates, uh, unrealistic conversations. You don't know who the person voted for. You yeah. don't know what their religion is. You don't know what their family's like. No. Like, there's all sorts of... Big things that aren't even one of the, mentioned. One of the two episodes I saw, the guy takes this woman named Lauren S. I still remember her name. Yeah. On a date, they fly in a helicopter to this like really nice vineyard, and they have what would be a fifteen to twenty thousand dollar date. Yeah. And partway through the date, she's like, "Oh, this is a very Lauren S. date," <laughs> and I was like, "He better not pick her because this is not sustainable." Right. <laughs> 
Laurinus is going to cost you a lot of money yeah. if that's a Laurinus date. <laughs> uh, so the premise is problematic, obviously, because no one should be dating more than one human at a time. Mm-hmm. No one should be destroying self-esteems of vulnerable women in one fail swoop, as this show does week after week. But they sign up for it. They do sign up for it. Mm -hmm. And most of them are actresses slash models. Like, there's very ulterior motives here. Yeah. Bachelor in Paradise is different in that, for the most part, there are an equal number of men and women. And dating more than one man or woman at a time is forbidden. Why? I don't know. It's complete reversal from the whole premise of the series from which Bachelor in Paradise spawned. But that's then the rules. How do they even enforce that? It's just like back to human decency. It's these are the rules now. We're but, back to so, normal life. So if a guy is flirting with two women, do the producers like go to him and like if you do that again? Oh, no, no. But one of the women gets pissed. Where on The Bachelor, you can't get pissed. <laughs> oh, I see. So it's it's just social rules. Yes. It's not like they're. Yes. OK, gotcha. OK, but there are actual rules. OK. So one week there will be less women than men, which means that the women are giving the roses to the men. So every woman at the rose ceremony picks a guy to give the rose to. And it's either someone she's hooked up with, someone she kind of has an interest in, or someone like they're friends and they think they deserve another week in Paris. Sounds like a middle school dance. Very much. Okay. The next week, there are less men than women, and the men are giving the roses and sending the women home. Twist is... Every week, new men and women are showing up on oh, the beach. I was just wondering. So you okay. have these established relationships when suddenly someone hotter walks onto the beach and like that, I mean, a new relationship is formed and a heart is broken. Really? They're just filming real life. It's, it's very much my dating experience <laughs> reflected on film. It's just like an hour and a half of complete shenanigans, hot people making out on a beach, then the next day making out with someone else on the beach because, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. they're hotter, they're newer, they don't smell like sweat, as many of them smell, mm-hmm. having been on a beach in an unair conditioned <laughs> shack for days. And it's just, it's highly entertaining, <laughs> and you forget about it the minute it's over. Mm-hmm. I'll admit, like, with The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, I'll, like, think about it during the week and be like, oh, man... I wonder what's going to happen. Bachelor in Paradise, I, I cannot remember what happened last week. I don't care what happened last and there's week. No, surely there's no progress ever. It's just... No. However, there have been a number of successful marriages to come out of Bachelor in Paradise because they are spending all freaking day together. Oh, wow. There is nothing to do in Paradise except make out and drink. And that's like all they're doing. They have to talk at some point. In the downtime. So they like actually get to know each other. Oh my gosh. And either hate each other or be like, you know what? You're all right. And then they continue the relationship. There's been like a number of babies born. So once they commit, do they leave the show? No, they just like stay together in like their coupledom until the end. And then there's usually like a proposal at the end of one really successful couple. Lots of tears. Lots of fake boobs, lots of bikinis, lots, lots of, of like alcohol. the men are always talking about like, I got to do it. I got to take my pre-workout. I'm going to go for a oh run. And then gosh. there's like them doing push-ups on the beach. Like these people have nothing to do except work on their bodies and drink alcohol and make out. How long are they on this beach? You know, that's a good question. Mm. I think three weeks. It's only three weeks. So every episode is like one day in paradise. <laughs> 
and I think it goes till September. Oh. I don't know. The timeline's super vague. Goodness. Doesn't really matter. It's great. I have this friend who used to always complain when we were in college because she said that everybody wants the hottest 20%, but the people in the top 20% of hotness really like the attention, so they just liked flirting with everybody. Right. And so nobody was ever, like, ending up together because everybody was pining after the top 20% who wouldn't commit. And she was always like, I wish the top 20% would just date each other, commit, and exit the system so that the rest of the people can, like, focus on each other. Right. Uh, and that kind of pops up on Bachelor in Paradise mm-hmm. because all the men want to date the hottest That's girl there. That's what I was just going to ask you. Until the new hottest girl walks down the stairs. Yeah. And then the the previous hottest girl is no longer the hottest girl. She had like her 30 seconds of being the belle of the ball. And does the hottest woman or man tend to not want to like commit because they like the yeah, attention? Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know, Meg. You support this industry. You're supporting this industry. What industry? <laughs> the bachelor industry. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, there are worse industries. Which? Like, Name five. Halliburton. <laughs> what? Halliburton. Halliburton. What's that? What's Dick Cheney's thing? They like hire mercenaries. What? Halliburton. You know Halliburton. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Wait, is that it? Are we done? Yeah, we're done. We're going to talk about succession next week. We encourage you to at least start the show. Someone the other day was like, boy, that show sure has a lot of F-words, doesn't it? Yeah. So know that going in. And also, there's one episode that I could have done without. Have you got there yet? The Bachelor Party? No. Is it very sexual? Yeah, it's just, you don't really see anything. You just hear some things where you're like, I really could have not heard that. And okay. continued living my life happily. I was wondering, because you told me that there was some questionable content, and I'm halfway through, and there's only been bad language. And Yeah, really there's one else. episode where it's okay. like, so if you get to the Bachelor Party episode, and you're not super accustomed to hearing stuff like that, go ahead and skip it. Uh, and you should be fine plot-wise. Also, Wikipedia is a thing, so you could just <laughs> look up the episode. Anyway, we'll be talking about Succession. Will you have finished the series by then? Yes, definitely. And we look forward to seeing you then. Remember to give us positive ratings and reviews on the Beehive on iTunes, Stitcher, What happens if we get positive reviews? If we get positive reviews, we feel better about ourselves. And more people can find the podcast. Oh, it like goes higher on the list somewhere. Yeah, I full disclosure don't really understand how podcasts work or Mm -hmm. how people ever find anything Mm. other than word of mouth, but here I am asking you. I have had a few people ask me or say that they were confused about how to find Hivemind. Would you explain that one more time? Yeah, it is confusing. So search for The Beehive because we have a number of podcasts under this banner. While we are growing a following and listeners, eventually we may break out and be our own actual network. But for now, search The Beehive. You'll see a number of podcasts. Just look for the most recent Hivemind episode. Got it. Also, if you go to thebeehive.com, we have linked to all the individual episodes and you can find it that way. Thanks so much for listening. Join us next week when we talk about succession and we will see you then. 